0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean But With me as always is George Rogers and joining us again for the first time in I feel like uh, quite some time is uh, uh, Pissy Pants Christy Francesco. How you doing, buddy?
1: Hey, what's going on? How are you?
0: (laughs) I, You know, that made me, (laughs) because when I was trying to buy my car the other day, they needed references. And I was like, oh, I think I asked you guys and I was like, I don't have time to wait for your answers. I'm just going to put your addresses down. (laughs) And what I I searched for when George asked for your, oh no, I asked for your your address number from like 2020 when we came over on time. And it what well, that was what that was the conversation that came up and it was like, hey, pissy pants, what's your address? <laughs> I couldn't
2: stop laughing at it for like 40 minutes.
0: <laughs> so that's I had to throw that out there because it's just like I don't remember calling this, but fuck it, I know it. Obviously, that is it. the
1: best. That is the best. Pissy pants.
0: Pissy <laughs> pants. <laughs> so that that's that's why I let off of calling you that tonight. So oh, that's so good.
1: It's, it's story time.
0: Um, <laughs> but um so Chris is joining us this week because we're doing a classic animated Batman movie. Uh, some consider it the best uh, animated Batman movies, movie ever. Um, it's definitely up there for me. Um, and we're doing Mask the Phantasm, and we'll probably do a, a, a small Batman the Animated Series discussion as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that should be fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, hey, thanks. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to last week's uh, debut episode of Tanuki Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing with my raccoon tail all the week. So, um, I mean, penis, but <laughs> hey, um, they know and just making under- sure, yeah. just making sure. Um, but, uh, hey, that, that was a lot of fun. Can't wait to talk more video games. I'm sure it's coming up in like a week. So, uh, cause we got to cram it in before the six, six, six weeks of horror. Yeah. So, um, that'll be fun. But, um, you know, I, there was something I wanted to bring up, but now I can't remember what it was. Uh, oh, well. Maybe I'll think about 48. Was it,
2: it it, is, mm-hmm. is it the fact that we're doing Masculine Phantasm? Because uh, as of today, we are at the 30th anniversary of the release of Batman the Animated Series, which uh, uh, why, which is still to this day why regarded as not only one of, but maybe the best comic book cartoon ever made.
1: Yes.
0: No, <laughs> that is not what I was gonna bring up. But okay. I'm glad you But that's why brought, we're doing it. But I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. But that's mm-hmm. it. it had something to do with DC because I was listening to something earlier and I wanted to get you guys' live thoughts on it. But maybe I'll remember by the end of the show. It's oh, nothing did. to do with the movies. Um, I know uh-huh. that.
2: Uh oh, oh, I thought maybe I thought maybe The Rock was talking about Zoa saying how the hierarchy of energy drinks is about to change.
0: It uh it has something to do with the comics. That's what it was. Uh there's rumors going around inside the comic book world that they are about to potentially license legitimately license out their characters Mm. um so um like obviously they would still publish comics but they're they could probably make a lot of money by letting like image do a lot of stuff because they image obviously paid them to license out to to write the character so Mm -hmm. the thought process is the fact that because Todd McFarlane is doing this Batman series with Greg Capullo, this crossover with Spawn and stuff like that, which I'm all for. Um, And the fact that these new figures that are coming out with the McFarlane Mm -hmm. line are having brand new comics with them. Um, Mm -hmm. The thought process is, and then apparently Warners is having DC comics put together like character Bibles, which only happens in the industry when licensing is about to happen. Um, or any in like movies tv anything so the belief is that they might be starting to let like other I, I highly doubt they'd let marvel do but i'm saying like you might get somebody like through boom studios write a flash story you know mm-hmm. what i mean obviously it wouldn't you know they wouldn't disrupt the main line through dc but they could probably make a shit ton of money by letting like an independent writer and image comics write a you know a
1: wonder woman story you know right so. What do you yeah. what do you think, Chris? Do you think that's a good a good idea? I think so because you kind of open it up <laughs> to a bunch of new ideas that aren't in house necessarily. Hmm. Uh, so I, I think it's a I think that's a great idea. Actually, I didn't even hear anything about that, but that's exciting. I just heard it
0: today, like literally an hour before we we, yeah. we started. I, yeah, I was, oh, I'm going to ask these guys live on air about this.
1: Yeah, I think that <clears throat> that changes a lot of things. Um, hmm. y- yeah, I mean, what was your initial reaction?
0: Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I think the fact yeah. that you're going to, you're getting a crossover between a, with a DC character and an image character, which has happened before. Um, yeah. It happened in the early nineties when, when Frank Miller and Todd McFarlane got together, and wrote a Batman spawn comic. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, I, I don't know if it's going to be the sequel to that or if it's mm-hmm. just like a, like a spiritual successor to that. But um, I mean, there have been crossovers before like DC and Marvel crossover in the, in the past years ago. Mm-hmm. Um i think it's a good idea i think anything to help dc as a brand is a good idea I agree. um especially since the comics have been selling really badly lately like they're mm-hmm. bad like batman's not even selling right now like outside of like the... yeah that's it <laughs> yeah <laughs> because because well not even detective comics was selling that good but like it's going to start again because the ramby stuff is phenomenal but um so like I, they really need to start Pushing more than Batman, though, because you can't just survive off Batman. Right, I agree. It just can't happen. You gotta. I think it. I think it will. I think with the fact that it seems like you know Zazov is very high on Superman, so mm-hmm. I would assume Superman's about to get a huge push in the comics too. Because if Superman sells good in the comics, it means his movies are going to do good and, sh- and stuff like that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. DC was built in the back of Superman. You can't ignore him for much longer. You're right. So, George, what do you think about that, real fast?
2: Uh, I agree. I think I think it's a good idea. Um, it's going to open the it's going to open the mm-hmm. door for more potential crossovers, and mm-hmm. you know maybe get some let's You know, the the comic industry as a whole with DC is not um, is not looking good. So they need something to give them a shot of life,
0: and mm-hmm. hopefully this is it. Mm -hmm. yeah it'd be kind of cool to see like like donny cates like because he he writes for image too because how image comics works is basically they are they're a compa company but they're not like dc or marvel they don't have like set stories to where like okay hey we're gonna put like i don't know chip Zdarsky is going to be the daredevil writer basically from what i have understood for over the years is image is basically like if i wanted to write a comic i take it to image i front the money for that and Image will publish my comic book for me. So mm. if that be so if but if image can get like licensing rights, because they are they are a comic company, you know, they were founded kind of by Tom McFarland, Robert Kirkman, Jim Lee, and there's three other guys. I can't remember off the top of my head who the other three were. Um, so um like that'd be kind of cool. Like if a guy like like okay saying, like Donnie Cage, who's probably like Marvel's hottest writer, and some stuff he's he's kind of hit and miss with me, but when he's on, he's on. It'd be mm-hmm. kind of cool if he was like, "I'm gonna write a Green Lantern story for Image Comics." Fuck, I'd read it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for like, sure. Because DC ain't doing shit with Green Lantern, and when they have it, hasn't been good in like almost eight years. So
1: yeah,
0: I'm all for stuff like that. Because I, yeah. you know, for one, I think he would under he understands the co- cosmos of comic books really well. So everything he writes has been in the cosmos. So, mm-hmm. but I think that'd be pretty cool. I, uh, uh, I just wanted to bring that up. So sure, but um. Let's let's get to the the crux of this matter and uh, mm-hmm. talk about Mask of the Phantasm. Of course, we'll I'll run down the usual stuff and we'll get into the hoopla, meaty the mm-hmm. hoopla. So, uh, Mask of the Phantasm released uh, December twenty fifth, nineteen ninety three. A budget of six million dollars, and uh, this really surprises me um, because you know this is you know, the the anime series was. Massive. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this movie only made $5.6 million at the box office. Um,
1: well, there's a reason for
0: that. Why is that?
1: Well, the one, there was zero promotion because it was supposed to be right to television. And then last second, mm. Warner Brothers decided to throw it in movie theaters. That makes sense. Cause cause I'll be honest no with you.
0: Uh, until like, I don't know, two years ago, I actually didn't know this went to theaters. I thought mm-hmm. this was just like you know, because they, they, they've done this pretty much the whole time. They'll just, they'll do an animated movie and it'll go straight to like VHS. I, you know, back then it would have been VHS. But yeah. I mean, they make they make a living off of just putting animated movies straight to physical media. So, And they, mm-hmm. they hit physical media before they go on the HBO Max. So yeah, that's what I always thought this was. So mm-hmm. um, I guess the fact that it almost broke even with no marketing, I think it's, that's actually a, a pretty good accomplishment. Now that I know that. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, directed by Eric Radomsky and Bruce mm-hmm. Tim. Uh, screenplay by Alan Burnett, Paul Dini, Martin Pasco, and Michael Reeves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> Excuse me. Music by the great Shirley Walker. Um, and I'm gonna say something controversial because obviously the animated series uh, theme is is pretty much the Batman Eight and Nine theme. I mm-hmm. think Shirley Walker's animated series music is better than Danny Elfman's Batman music. I agree with you. I do. I think it has a more. Uh, I mean, Elfman's Batman score is. I mean, obviously the main score is fantastic.
1: Right, uh, right. Um, the
0: main, score. you know, it's uh, and it's iconic. But like the other stuff he did in the movies is just kind of just Elfman esque. I think Shirley <laughs> Walker was just like I almost said Shirley Bassett, but I don't know who that <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, her too. Um, Shirley Walker, I think, just understood the way gotham and batman was supposed to feel like i think she just got it and it's uh it's fantastic
1: like just Uh, think of of, like just thinking of the opening of the movie Mm -hmm. like the 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 score of that opening it makes you feel like it makes you feel like you're watching like this big budget animated film (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it does
0: um and and i'm um, glad george
1: I'll say there's also another pretty good reason
2: why this didn't really make any money at the box office either, mm. was that it came out on Christmas in 1993. Mm. Um, few movies that were also in theaters at that time. Uh, Schindler's List came out 10 days before. Jeez. Um, so cool. that wasn't making any money. What's Eating Gilbert Grape came out oh. the, the week before philadelphia came out three days before this was released Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: tombstone came out the same day so
0: um
2: it did i mean it it was it was going to be hard for an animated batman movie to really make a dent when you have big competition like, like like big name competition
0: you're going up against yeah. But it was so. it was extremely successful with home like at home release. Oh, yeah, massively yes. successful. Yes. Yes. It was Huge. massive. So yeah. mm-hmm. uh, let me read off the voice cast. Like, we need to know. But uh, I'll do it. <laughs> well, I'll do it anyway. Maybe some people so, don't. Yeah. Obviously, Kevin Conroy, the the greatest Batman voice actor of all time. Some mm-hmm. some say he is just the straight up best Batman of all time. Uh, Mark Hamill, I think is the greatest joker of all time, David Delaney. Uh, Hart Bachner. There you go. Stacey he's like Keech. he's like Batman, Booby. I'm your you're <laughs> the Dark Knight. <laughs> uh, Stacy Keach. Um, I don't know if it's that Stacy Keach because I can't click on his name here. Um, so. it's listed
2: as Stacy Keach Senior in the credits on the um, mm-hmm. on the, on the TV. So probably not that same Stacy Keach. Probably mm-hmm. not. Also, weird I didn't somebody... I didn't recognize the voice when he was talking. I'm like, oh yeah, think that's
0: Stacy Cage. Uh the great Abe Bagoda. Uh mm-hmm. and uh, we'll just uh I'll edit here. Arlene Sorkum as Mrs. Bambi. Mm-hmm. Of course we all know her as uh, the original Harlequin. So yep. um yeah,
1: so and from George, Symbolist.
2: And from yeah. and from Zimbalist Jr. as a Alfred, Bob Hastings as Jim as a uh, Commissioner Jim Gordon, Robert Costanzo I guess I just, as I could have just run them
0: all off. There was only like twelve of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, as,
2: uh, as soon as I heard Vigoda's voice, I'm like, Vigoda. Hey,
0: that's yeah. him. He's like, oh, so, I'm tired. It's an like animated movie. So uh, so Chris, I sent this text to George earlier, and uh, so we were going to play a prank on you, right? Mm. We were not going to. We were not going to talk. This, I said this to him last night. I was like, or it was uh, Friday. I was like, hey, we should just not text in the group all day. And when Chris goes, oh, you guys are quiet, I was just like, yeah, we've been talking AEW all day. (laughs) 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 Just to play a prank here. But no, I I figured you were busy today. So I just was texting George. Um, That's all right. So so I I texted him and I said, so in my mind, animated series bat, like, so that's what I said. In my mind, ben affleck's batman is animated series batman but dick grayson is the robin that gets killed in a multiverse mm-hmm. like like you know how like i don't know if you watched what if not like, yet Mm-mm. but like what if was basically like if a, if one thing went one way so like it was like uh like the first episode was like what if uh agent what if what if peggy carter took the super soldier serum instead of you know it's just like an alternate reality so that mm-hmm. was like my pitch to george i said like what because because if you ever listen to an interview with Zack Snyder, he's, he was asked, like, what was the Robin that who died? And he was like, well, and I just thought to do something different and I would do Dick Grayson.
1: Mm-hmm. Because,
0: like, that was the Robin he always was the closest to, to send him over that edge. Makes sense. So, um, And I just said to George, I was like, what if, what if Ben Affleck's Batman is like, in, like, it starts off in the animated series, but, like, Dick Grayson is the one that the Joker kills and it sends him in, it, obviously, and then, you know, zod shows up and he's like well i'm already angry i'm just gonna start not caring anymore you know what i mean so (laughs) um because you know especially when i was watching i haven't sat down and watched animated series in a bit and i really should because i just should just refresh myself on it but um i just all i see is ben affleck i agree like it like it's amazing how much he looks like animated series bruce wayne and even even parts like of batman too like you know when he put when and, you know, Batman in the, in, in the show and in the movie and he pushes his cape over his shoulders, it falls like Ben Affleck's cape does and just the way he, you know, he moves and stuff like that. It's like, it's just amazing that, you know, I, I listen, the cool thing is to knock Ben Affleck and I, I think you're a chode if you fucking do that and I will argue with you every single day but. To me, he it, it's just I I read the comics, I watch the animated series, and I see Ben Affleck. Sorry, I don't see any other Ben Affleck. No, uh, I, but I, I don't see any other Ben Affleck actor. Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> I actually think you know. I said this to you before, where I, mean, I was talking about it too. Like, yeah, because comics, I just see Ben Affleck now. And when I and I watch animated series often, so mm. and I've said it to you before. I was like, man, when I watch animated series, I feel like, yeah, this is Ben Affleck's Batman all the way. Um, and I've always felt, I've felt that way for a while now. And I remember, yeah, we've definitely talked about that before where I've said it before and not to get on, a, on an Affleck thing, cause this is no, him, but I've said before, I don't like Ben Affleck at all, but I th- I do say that he was born to be Batman and he mm-hmm. is that role. I wish he was in that role 15, 20 years ago and able to do, you know, five, six of these movies. Yeah. and just you know be you know be like the indiana jones of batman and just just he I, I feel like ben was born to be batman and when i watched the animated series now i was like man i, I see the same thing
0: mm-hmm. I, I agree
1: you especially see it in the
2: scenes where where bruce wayne is you know when he's bruce wayne when he's at a party yeah he's talking to, you know when he's when he's taking a meeting you know with uh you know, like Mayor Hill, or mm-hmm. he's got like a, or he's got like a business in with Lucius Fox, and he's got like that levity to his voice, mm-hmm. and he's not he's not dark, he's not mm-hmm. gruff. Like he's got that like oh like like he's like like a playful playboy. And you see that, and then when you look at BVS. Um, especially this, especially the scene where he meets Clark for the first time, yeah. Like and he looks at him and he goes, and he's like, and he's like, Daily Planet, what? Uh, do I own that one? You know, he's yeah. got like that same, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's got that same kind of levity to his voice, you know, yeah. because he at this at the, at the point of where Ben Affleck's Batman is storyline wise, he knows where to draw the line between when it's time to be Batman and when it's time to put on the Bruce Wayne mask.
1: Yeah, like, for sure.
2: He's always like he's always doing like Batman like in the back of his head, but he but he knows that he needs to keep up appearances when he's you know socializing
0: with mm-hmm. others or when he's trying mm-hmm. to Actually, that was the scene you just brought up uh in In Mask of the Phantasm. Uh when I actually it kind of dawned on me when he had like his arms around the two chicks and then mm-hmm. the one came up to him I was just like oh. That ain't anybody else's Batman. That's Ben right there. You know what I mean? So, uh, I think we lost George, like, completely right now, so. Well,
1: uh, I mean, it was the same thing, though, in The, yeah. the Dark Knight, when Christian Bale walked into the, the hotel or the restaurant with the two women and got in the pool. That was Batman Begins. Was that Batman Begins when he says, yeah, I yeah, am this the, that was Batman Begins. The, Begins, you're right, right. Yeah, right. In, in, Begins, the dark, in The
0: Dark Knight, he uh, closed the ballet. That's right. right. <clears throat> yeah, so, but yeah, that, that too, you know, um, yeah. So uh, I think George is back. He's back. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So um, so, um, so Chris,
1: didn't you say you saw this in theaters? I did. I I vividly remember this. Uh, I saw it yeah. uh, like the 27th. I was with my grandma, and I went to the old Dollar Fifty Cineminson movie theater um, <laughs> on Route oh, 130. God. Um, and where was I, that? Was that by where the shoprite is now? That is now by where the shoprite is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I vaguely it's where the Acme theater. used it's where the Acme used to be, right? No, Acme no, a little bit further. I'm sorry. The shop yeah, and the Burlington Coat Factory.
0: Acme was where uh, that racetrack is now.
1: Yes. Yeah, where the yeah, yeah. where the Chinese buffet is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then nice.
0: they turned. They finally right. turned that Acme into a, like a storage place. Yeah. Another store. It's either gonna be a car wash or a storage place. So
2: yeah, that's so the like, places though. Or, or a
0: mat or a mattress store.
2: It's one of three yeah, so things <laughs> anymore. Yeah.
1: When I when I visualize it now. Mm. Uh, that movie theater was basically like where the Jersey Mikes is, mm-hmm. and like where yeah the, yeah um, yeah with like the at t store is right in the front towards mm-hmm. one thirty. Yeah, yeah yeah, had the, that. It was like a little. It was like the size of like that AMC in Delran. Um, oh yeah yeah, that was so, a two theater I think right the AMC. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, saw a ti- I saw a Titanic there. I um, saw a couple
0: movies there too. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head which ones it was. I so, kind of feel
1: like I saw Tombstone there with
0: my dad. Oh but I, wow. I can't I can't remember though.
1: Jeez, I saw so I saw I vividly remember seeing I saw, I saw speed 2 though, to be honest. <laughs> I, saw, I saw two movies at Sin and I vividly remember it. I saw <clears throat> Batman the uh Mask of the Phantasm and Congo. Congo. What the yeah. Love Congo. <laughs> what a, <laughs> so what random.
0: a, what a I know.
2: gem. What a I fucking, know. I oh, gem. Yeah.
0: I saw sphere. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: just so random.
1: I know. I'm sorry, but um, Chris, did you also
2: did you also get a Burger King and get the uh, Congo watches when they get I might, out with the game Oh my god! That, I, again,
0: more randomness. <laughs> I may have, for all I know, man. I, I may Welcome have. Welcome to Burger King. We were, you can with your with your Burger King kids meal, you get a Congo watch. It's like, oh, what I've always <laughs> wanted. <laughs> A Congo watch. Thanks. <laughs> oh, man. There were four different watches, I'll have you know.
1: <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> but, yes, I uh, I saw this in theaters, and um, I mean, I, at that point, I was already like, the animated series is probably literally the only cartoon at the time that I was probably, like, very much invested in. Mm. Um, so, I, yeah, I saw this in theaters, and it was just, I was probably one of, like, eight people in the entire place. Um, yeah. And it was just, it was
0: awesome. Yeah, yeah. I did not see this in theaters actually. I mean, yeah. So, uh, uh, did I you, George?
1: Did, I didn't either. Um, no. I, w- I wanted
2: to, and we were, and we were, we were all planning to go. Well, not we all. Like my mom was planning on taking me to go see it, but it was not showing at the, um, at the movie theater in Wrightstown next to the mm-hmm. old James Way.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Um, it was that was just a little two screen uh, theater. Also, they weren't showing it because they were showing. Um, I want to say they were showing Philadelphia, and I, th- I think there was something else, but I can't remember what it was. But I remember Philadelphia was up there, yeah, because my, because my mom was like, Oh, is that the my mom was like, Oh, you want to see Philadelphia with the guy with the AIDS, <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the HIV? Um, so when George, when did you first see this stuff? Um, it wasn't it actually wasn't until years later i think mm-hmm. i Very caught nice. it on i caught it on tv so i want to say this might have been a time in the 90s i think like maybe cartoon network may have played it
1: mm-hmm. on like
2: a cartoon cartoon friday or something where every now and then mm-hmm. they'd show an animated movie it was either that or i caught it on like the on the hbo on the home box or something mm-hmm. but uh, it wasn't I, it, I i was still younger when i saw it. like i was you know yeah. it was you no know, Pre, pre-facial hair george
0: yeah. mm, that's and that's that's a long time ago that was a long time ago <laughs> uh for me i think i saw this um probably you know what i i know when i saw it i don't I couldn't tell you the year but i saw it when it when it first came out on dvd um because mm. i bought it that's why um i remember seeing the previews at the warner brothers store in the cherry home mall Oh you know, yeah, this, man. You know, I remember seeing that, but I never got, I never, I never saw it. So when it came out on DVD, I don't know, probably. I remember the DVD case was like the cardboard one with the like the snap. It was yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, that's I mean that was probably like two thousand and one, I guess, it has somewhere to, around it has yeah, to like be. yeah, somewhere around there. That you know that super late nineties, early two thousands. You know when a DVD player was like two hundred dollars. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. you know. <clears throat> um, so i bought i remember I, I but i probably didn't buy it for a few or i got it for chris something like i don't remember but i remember i had it, i had it on dvd mm-hmm. so um i mean I, that's when i first saw it,
2: so i mean I, I, remember I remember seeing the previews on tv because they would yeah. always because they i know like it wasn't widely promoted but they definitely threw it up whenever batman Batman series was on. That yeah. we was throwing like a like a TV spot commercial for it, and I remembered how cool Phantasm looked. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm like, I'm like, now that's like that's something I haven't seen before. I mean, I was also young when this came out. It's coming in '93. Mm-hmm. I was eight. So, but like, it was something different. Like, this wasn't the Joker. This wasn't the Riddler or Penguin. Like,
0: mm-hmm. I don't like even if, I. Even though in typical Batman fashion, Joker always becomes the main villain. Of too. course, yep. of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But
2: I mean, this. Like I didn't know who this character was, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to. I'm like, I'm like, like what is going on? Like he's got the he's got the fucking blade on the arm. I was like, what is going on with this character? Like I, Mm -hmm. I really want to know. I've always loved the
0: look of of And then once I
2: saw, and then once I saw the movie, um, it was (laughs) something I didn't really appreciate too much when I was younger because I Mm. wasn't too intrigued in the backstory and exposition. You know, I kind of just wanted to see, you know, give me action, give me action. But as I got older. And upon rewatchings, like you, like we get to see this era via flashback. Of course, but mm-hmm. we get to see this era of Bruce Wayne that up until, you know, up until like obviously later on with Batman Begins, we have never seen this era of Bruce Wayne no. on TV, on mm-hmm. film, or anything. Like maybe com- like comic wise, you know, yeah. I'm yeah. sure at, at some point but this is the first time you're you're exposing this to a wide audience you know this backstory of him you know where, where he has you know he, he feels like he has to do something you know you see him he's he puts on the ski mask he's trying to fight and then when he's on that date with uh with andrea after he meets her father you know and then he's you know he sees the <laughs> you know, the guy getting rousted for his for for, for his uh, money box and he just wants to go and fight you know, mm-hmm. he's not wearing a mask or, or anything. He's just ready to fight.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: like this was something special that we were being that that we were being given. Like yeah. right
0: off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree. Uh I also I want to make another uh another point that uh Ben Affleck's Batman is the only one that's ever referenced this character Phantom. Mm. <clears throat> so that's true. Which I did yeah. which I which I actually never caught until uh, remember, I said it to you guys, I was watching BBS like last year and I was like, Wait a minute, did Alfred just say phantasm? Yep, and then so yeah, so it took, uh, it, it took you know, we'll always find something when you watch a movie over and over again, but yep, yes, yes. always, so always, always, yeah, always. Uh,
2: Chris, let's uh, let's, let's go to you real quick. What did you think of the phantasm character on the uh, I, on the
1: whole? So I think to this very day. I think other than the Joker, it's the best Batman villain on screen of all time. As of today, um, I thought it was original. I thought it was just badass. You know, even um, is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I thought, man, I remember watching a movie thinking, man, if there's <coughs> a believable character that can take down Batman. It's phantasm. Um, I thought the story that they gave the Phantasm is was tremendous. Uh but yeah, I I love the Phantasm to this day. I mean, as soon as that like Funko became available, I grabbed it. Um and it's displayed upstairs with all my animated series pops. Um yeah, I, I, I love it. I mean, even when they they started coming back out are they the on path- your headboard and do you kiss them goodnight every night? No, if they were, I would probably. Um, <laughs> but, um, even when the new Batman and uh, I think it's the new Batman and Catwoman comic book series came out, I mean, it was based around base getting to the Phantasm again. And it's just a just, shame it was written by Tom King. That's the problem. It was Tom King, <laughs> um, but it was just so cool to see that they're, yeah. they were they had they were bringing Phantasm back because I feel like finally I, brought it back. I, I I agree. They they just ignored the character basically since this movie. I would love for the phantasm to become I would kill for a a Ben Affleck movie where phantasm's the villain. Very um, cool. God, or one of the I games Or my the game?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm actually surprised there wasn't like an Easter egg or or,
1: or like a riddler clue for phantasm. It's just un- it sucks, but yeah. yeah. To answer your question, long winded, George. Mm-hmm. My other than the Joker, he's my he's my it's my favorite character ever.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. Villain, villain ever. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good.
1: Hey, let's take a quick break and we'll uh, we'll come back from the other side. Cool.
0: Hey, we're back. You didn't miss us. I mean, it's only like four of you to listen. so yeah, um, God. And we're three of them, so. <laughs> <laughs> with the ed- and with the editing, it's like we never left anyway. And actually, I'm, I'm two of them because I listened on iTunes and then I pulled up on uh, Spotify. So, oh, I'm uh, laughing yeah. like a doofus at that. <laughs> there you are. So. <laughs> um, so we left off with uh, Chris kind of talking about Phantasm. George, what do you think of Phantasm as a character?
2: I think it's a great. It's, it was a great character. Like I said, I mean, it was a character I uh-huh. wanted to see more of. I'm surprised yeah. it never it never showed up again, as we said as we said before, because mm-hmm. Phantasm could have had a nice little side quest, something in a DLC for one of the Arkham games, or at least shown <laughs> up in maybe like another movie somewhere mm-hmm. down the road.
0: I'm trying to remember because I read I read the Adventures the, the the recent version of the Adventures continue seasons one and two i'm trying to remember if phantasm showed up in that or not Hmm. most of the season two was about jason todd i'm trying to remember what season one was about i I can't remember if if phantasm showed up in those or not i really can't i have to go back and, and reread them. um but i i yeah as i said i piggybacked off of chris that um you know it's and, and obviously i'll pick it back over what of george said well, I thought, thought, thought she was a great character and uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know looked cool so that's a cool look and also, uh, yeah, uh, sure. and, and,
2: and also like a little bit of a swerve because you wouldn't because you wouldn't think that phantasm was a woman like no. you wouldn't like you wouldn't have thought that you know, and we all thought watching it that it was um, that it was andrew beaumont's father we thought it was carl mm-hmm. beaumont and then, as the story as the story progressed, and we saw that Carl Beaumont was taken out by you know a pre Joker Joker at that point, mm-hmm. um, that it started to make sense. It's like, yeah, it's it's Andrea. Mm-hmm. Um, but that- and the good thing and the one thing about the character <coughs> that I liked is that it was it didn't kill off Phantasm. She just. Yeah. Went away, it's and true. another another little thing with this here is also th- this whole movie and storyline kind of explains why Bruce keeps women at arm's length, mm-hmm. because he got close to her and was going to propose, and then she was just like, uh "Gotta go, stuff." Right, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
2: here's your ring. I back. Also... at least she'd give the ring back and didn't try to pawn it like a like a like a cheap hoe.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, I, I also. I also love the introduction mm. of Phantasm too in the parking garage. I thought that was right excellent. off the bat. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Excellent. Yep.
1: Yeah, that whole scene in, in that whole parking garage. Um it was just it was great. It was a phenomenal mm. introduction. It showed that she was or it was a legitimate badass. And yeah, um, and then right away Batman recognizes her. So it's mm. like it recognizes Phantasm. Um, and right off the bat you you get to see an interaction between the two. Mm-hmm. And she also
2: knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne.
1: That's correct.
2: Like she picked that, you know, at the at the cemetery. Which also, this movie for '93 just showed people getting killed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. not like the it's not like the cops were getting these these mobsters. Like Phantasm was
1: killing them. Well, except for Abe Vigoda, he he got taken out by by Joker. Great obviously. scene, by the way. Oh, awesome yeah. Scene. Oh, and, but man. like, it's also crazy. And, we and, you know, eventually either we'll talk about it tonight on the animated series, but maybe we'll do it in another episode if you guys invite me back on to talk about it. But the, the fact that how dark this movie was, you know, piggybacking from the series, like Phantasm sends a guy off of a parking garage a hundred feet across the way through a window of an apartment building. And clearly you can hear the horn going off because the dude broke his neck on the steering wheel. But it's just like, my God, like it's that's dark for a kid's cartoon movie. Um, but it, it, it's, it's wild how they pushed that creative envelope in 1992 yeah. and 1993 with Batman.
2: I, I mean, also like in the, in, in the cemetery, pushing over the, the large tombstone to crush the man inside yeah. the grave who clearly couldn't get out right mm-hmm. like that's i mean that's i mean for for kids to see that in 93 when we're just like hey that's all well and good everything today is sanitized you now he they, they they wouldn't be killed they'd be you know taken to arkham or they'd be uh arrested by bullock or some shit like that you know they, they you know they don't like oh what do you guys all have in common like yeah we're mobsters that's it like you know it's they had but but, but they kind of had to go there storyline wise. It had it to take that route. Mm-hmm. Phantasm had to had to kill these people.
1: Right, yeah, I agree.
2: Just what a,
0: what a murderer. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
2: what'd you go what'd you think of the introduction of the Joker in this movie? Because I didn't really because we really didn't know he was going to be in it unless you unless you saw any of the previews, which they did, but right. I um mean, it
1: was cool because the it made they they were able in such a short amount of time in the movie, they were able to make it all make sense. Yeah, um, which was really cool, and they were able to segue back to the beginning when you see him for the first time smoking a cigarette on top of the steps um, with Bruce Wayne dropping off uh, Andrea, uh, and then at the very end, you almost get the same. It's like it's it's a check back to the beginning of that scene. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, wow, you're able to piece it all together, basically also how Joker became Joker. Uh, and it was just really? really cool to see that it was really sweet how they were able to that story arc from start to the finish was it all made sense. And it was completed. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And, this also
2: kind of, and this also kind of dispels the fact that, you know, there's always the whole, you know, did Joker make Batman? Did Batman make Joker kind of, kind of scenario where the Joker has always been like a ruthless gangster. Yeah. And all, and all that, um, that fallen in the, in the acid, if you will, did Mm to him, all it did was just, it gave him complete carte blanche. He's like, well, fuck it. I don't have an identity anymore. Yeah. Let's see how far we can push this guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and,
0: I mean, that, that, that is one of the, uh, the, uh, uh, origins of the Joker. I mean, the, the widely accepted one is the killing joke. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the killing joke. Killing, killing joke. joke. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, when they actually, was that the one that they retconned his name to be Jack Napier? They did for, yeah. thi-
2: they did for this because, well, because his name was Jack Napier and, and Batman 89. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they just continued on and made him. It's still called
0: Jack Napier,
2: yeah.
0: In um in the in the animated series, yeah, But I think they did it in the Killing Joke too, did they not? Wasn't he a comic named Jack Napier? I don't know if they actually gave him a name. That's why I can't it, remember. It, it might have been Jack,
2: but I don't know if they gave yeah. him a last name. I think Jack is kind of is is the accepted first name mm-hmm. for Joker because he also goes by Jack White as an alias when he's you know when he's doing his double dealings around Gotham. He's not trying to show that it's him. Mm-hmm.
1: But what was also cool about the Joker in this in um, Phantasm was that he almost was like a defender of Batman throughout the movie. Because he was trying to tell all these gangsters and all these people like, no, this isn't the bat that's knocking off all these people. He's not the one you got to be worrying about right now. And it was like they were making even like one of the biggest villains, maybe the best villain. In com- the most famous villain in comic book history is the Joker. I was, I guess, I mean, in my opinion, you have. Yeah, it's, it's I, I not, have and, and it's not even close. Yeah. So <laughs> Okay. Good. So it, it, we agree there. And you have the biggest villain of all time directing traffic away from his number one, you know, arch rival. His number one he, guy. He's trying to tell everybody like, stop worrying about Batman. You got to worry about this thing that's floating around, knocking everybody off. Um, and then, like, again, he's almost trying to, (laughs) like, take care of the situation his way instead of Batman getting involved. And then, of course, eventually Batman has to get involved, uh, you know, at the end because of uh, of, a phantasm because, you know, they're all going into the same person. So naturally, it's all going to, they're all going to come head to head to head. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was just really cool to see that, that weird dichotomy between the three of, of Joker just redirecting attention from Batman to kind of be like, this isn't him. Stop worrying about him. This is someone else. Yeah. And it it made the Phantasm a legitimate threat. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. absolutely.
1: Because when um,
2: when Abe Vigoda, when when the character Abe Vigoda voice I think it was Sal, uh, Wheezy as Joker, as Joker was calling him Mm -hmm. when he goes somewhere to God, Batman's knocking off these guys and then Joker's like could it be? I finally pushed him over the edge and he's like, no, no. <laughs> that's not him. There's nope. no way that's him. Mm-mm. And then you can, and then even there, like when Sal's like begging Joker for help, and he's like, I, I don't really want to. I, I'm not getting involved in this. Yeah. And then it's, it's almost like Joker kind of pieced, almost kind
1: of pieced it together in his head, like, all right, I'll help you out. Well, and and, and Joker <laughs> and Joker knows that knew from the get go that it wasn't Batman because it's this is based off of the animated series. And at that time, Batman doesn't kill. So it's Joker knew that there's no way Batman's knocking people off because he has one rule. He does not kill. So it's got to be somebody else. He just, Batman just happened to be in the parking garage at the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, And then, of course, you know, them ending up seeing him on top of the building, trying to go after the phantasm, and then he gets caught again by the police. So then, you know, now he's got to become persona non grata. And but that's the thing, Batman. It just he, during the whole movie, Batman happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time um, for a lot of it.
2: Yeah, um, I'll tell you one of the one of the better scenes that I kind of liked was is when Batman is chasing Phantasm after the explosion in the third gangster's house. When Joker sees that, it's not Batman. He's like, ah. Oh. You're not Batman. Oh well, nope. I'll take care of you anyway.
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> and then, the, and then the cops show up, and they're and they're hunting Batman, and they they come so close to catch them several times.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Like absolutely.
2: And it's but it it's one of those like you're on the edge of your seat, like like oh shit, you know, because you he took the cowl off to use as a disguise on a you know f- for a workbench to send towards the helicopter. So it's like now he's running around without the cowl. It's just bruce wayne in the bat suit so you're like shit like at any point he could run into somebody and they're gonna
1: pick up on who he is for sure um and you know it, it and a lot of the the story focused around you know joker in a way because you know when he goes into the and he visits Artie in his office and basically lets Artie know like look i know everything that's going on behind it from from when it started to now and, you know, you're, you're hiding all these things from Andrea Beaumont. You know Batman's not the issue, but you're going after him anyway. Um, you know, the, the fact that the Joker knows all, everything that's going on, and now he's just trying to piece together who the phantasm is. It's as much of a, a detective story on the Joker as it is with Batman. Um, and I just thought how brilliant it was that there's a lot of focus on the character arc of Joker in this. Yeah, I Absolutely.
0: agree. I totally, I totally agree. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> um, by the way, by
1: the way, yeah, uh in but yeah, but yeah, but yeah. Killing Joke, uh he's he's listed as Joker and Red Hood. It's not Jack Napier.
0: Okay, so then you know it might might have it might have been the show I was thinking of then.
1: Right. Um, yeah, because I because I know they've
0: I know they have called him Jack Napier many a times mm-hmm. in in throughout since you know 1989, but. I couldn't remember what actually, like, kind of officially retconned his name to being Jack Napier. I don't, you know. It did it in the comics, too. There was a comic book series that did it, too, and I can't remember which one of those. It might have been The Three Jokers recently, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't remember. Whatever.
2: I also like the, the ultimate, um, like, big dick shade move that Andrea pulled on Batman, when he's when he's talking to her, and he's like, You know, you know, is your father still controlling your life? And she's like, Well, for the way I look, so the only person here is still controlled by their parents is you, yeah. And he good. just had no response and just left. I was like, yep. God damn, yeah,
1: she that just good stuff. She, that woman brought a gun to a knife fight. <laughs> <laughs> she showed up, and we all realized that man, she was all out of bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> thanks,
0: thanks, thanks, Chris. <laughs> all
2: right um so let's let's jump into where we usually go with these here with our uh Mm out of 10 out of 10 uh chris you're the guest where you where you where do you think an out 10 on this
1: i i so look i've been outspoken i think i might have said this before to you guys either it's on big geek energy or maybe one of the times we talked batman on here um I give it a 10 because I personally, and I think it's the greatest Batman adaptation of all time, whether it's live action or animated. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, I think it's absolutely friggin' perfect. You know, the way they were able to explain the backstory of Bruce Wayne in a different light than having, watching his parents die. Like -hmm. we got to see him actually grow into the Batman in a way and what, where it came from, from that aspect. Uh, I thought it was absolutely just perfect, and I, 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 I still I stand by. It. I think it's you know the greatest, um, the greatest Batman film ever made, live action or not. And I, I'll stand by it. I mean, I know Time, Time Magazine ranked it as one of the ten best superhero films ever. Um, Rolling Stone, not that it means anything, but still named it the the nineteenth greatest superhero movie ever, the third best animated superhero movie of all time um what do you have number one and two in front of you? so let me see rolling stone
2: that returns part one part two
1: <laughs> <laughs> um let's see here it's got to find a thing greatest superhero film let me just check while you guys are in that. but uh right.
2: well, yeah well, well, while he's checking that
0: um dean do you want to give your uh yeah oh uh, i think uh, like, uh, uh, like, for me you know and listen i'm a huge uh Mainly DC animated movie guy. Um, Marvel has some decent animated films, um, but that's always been like DC's wheelhouse. Like their animated movies are just second to none. Um, in terms of Bat, well, I, 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 it's in my top 10 overall. In terms of Batman animated movies, I put it three. I still prefer Under the Red Hood more than that. And then, of course, The Dark Knight Returns is just in a whole other stratosphere for me, but just because of what that comic book means to me as well. So, but um, in terms of Batman movies, animated wise, it's it's a hard three. Like they're the three best in my opinion. Those three, uh, and they're all ten out of tens. And of course, this one, obviously, like I just said, is a ten out of ten. It's fantastic from start to finish. It's a quintessential Batman story. You know, it's it's just perfect Batman from start to finish. The mood, the music the voice acting it's just when you think of batman it's hard not to think it well it's not it's hard to not just think of the animated series in general but you know my mind will will go to this movie if somebody says like oh you know what's your favorite animated anime batman movie it's you know it's going to be one of those three sometimes and and and, you know i could easily just be like if somebody asked me like You got to recommend an animated Batman movie. What are you recommending? Well, I mean, if I don't recommend the other two, it's going to be this one because it's just like you're. It's so quintessential. It's so just Batman to a T from Mm -hmm. start for all one hour and sixteen minutes of it. It's just fantastic, you know.
2: And I feel like with and I feel like with those three Dean with uh, with the dark with the Dark Knight Returns, um, Under the Red Hood and Mask of the Phantasm. Not only are they probably the three best batman animated series but if you're going to recommend them to somebody you're getting almost you're getting three different but similar versions of batman at the same time mm. because they were all voiced they're, they're all voiced by different people cuz Kevin Conroy didn't do um, under the right hood
0: that, yeah, was, uh, that was Bruce Greenwood as Bruce Greenwood
2: Peter Weller obviously knocked it out, out of the park with uh with the dark knight returns and obviously Kevin Conroy with this so you're getting like the the three quintessential, as you said, like the like the quintessential Batman animated movies, like all three did them to perfection. I mean, obviously, like Bruce Tim was involved with this, so there was no, I I have nothing but mm. faith, like blind faith with Bruce Tim. He could he could tell me anything, and I'd be like, ah, all right, whatever you're doing, I'm on board.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was the only. Re- was it him? Was Bruce Tim? Part of that Cape Crusader series? No, yeah,
2: it, it wasn't, was, it it wasn't Bruce Tim. Was, no, yeah, it was Bruce Tim, Baldini. Yeah. Is, uh, not, yeah,
0: yeah, he was the only reason I would have been interested in that show because mm-hmm. I have no desire to watch. Yeah, Chris, did you, uh,
1: did you yeah. find the- So the top two, uh, so the top three is uh, Batman, Mask, and Phantasm. Number two is Justice League, The Flashpoints Paradox. The Flashpoint God, Paradox. So good. And then um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay.
0: Um, all, those are three phenomenal movies. So, yeah. Number mean, four
1: it's... is The Dark Knight uh, Returns. <sighs> and then number five is Under the Red Hood. Oh,
0: That's oh, a hell of a top yeah. five. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> They mm-hmm. probably they probably are the five best animated. Super I animated would, ever. yeah. The Flashpoint yeah.
1: Paradox is expected. I just want, I, just to let everybody know the Flashpoint Paradox. We're going to see a little bit of that coming up very soon. <laughs> you you mean the bat? You mean the Batpoint paradox? Bat <laughs> paradox? It's basically it's like,
0: George. You missed it. The Justice other night League, when, when, a paradox uh, coming soon. <laughs> when 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 me and Chris were recording um, Hot um Tag last week, he was filming some of the stuff that he. We were talking about some of the stuff that he had, he had. He had told us and i was like so basically uh the flash is going to be uh bruce wayne going to an uh ben affleck's batman going to michael Keane's universe going barry i have to go back and save your mother and he (laughs) fucking somehow gets the power of the speed force and goes back and saves it's thawne it's thawne it's thawne right Thrawn is from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I know. I always I always say
2: that. I always say that. Although I'm surprised no you one's drawing it up as a as a yeah. crossover
0: though. You would think that because Eobar Thrawn is my one of my all-time favorite comic book villains, I wouldn't fuck his name up so much. <laughs> you should do Eobard
2: Thrawn and just have uh, General Thrawn in the reverse flash suit on your arm. Going March,
1: Batman, a running paradox. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, a paradox?
2: You I mean one of those things that could destroy the universe? <laughs> It all comes
1: back. Um,
2: obviously, obviously, I'm giving this a 10 out of 10. There's only one thing that I was confused that I was a little mad that it didn't expand on, but it's not enough for me to drop my score at all. It's just a running question that I have with it. Mm-hmm. And they never explain why or how Andrea got the phantasm.
1: Costume. that's a great point how did that even come about
2: and like all the and like with the powers that phantasm has you know he can move fast um basically turn into a ghost
0: random know. smoker <laughs> yeah
2: smoke like all of that it's not it's not like carl beaumont was uh you know like a special effects guru when she was in that universe like they never explained where the suit came from or how she got it but you know hey that's i don't need the answer to every mystery
1: yeah i agree so I mean it's- and like and also just like also like you look at like also how serious at points this film was too like when he when he's at the the gravesite and he's crying and it's pouring rain and he's like you know I didn't count on being this happy like I yeah. I didn't think it was gonna be this hard I didn't think anything like this was gonna happen like just how freaking like you could tell in that scene that Kevin Conroy you know really you know was from Juilliard was a Broadway actor mm-hmm. from Juilliard My God, you know, and and George, I love when George says these things, even with like the opening of how incredible Gotham was with that score hitting over it. And like even the the score during this scene, they Mm -hmm. did not have to go this hard and they (laughs) went as hard as they possibly could. And like I, I, every time I watch this movie, I'm like, God damn, this is, this is beautiful. Yeah,
0: I completely agree.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Favorite scene. Um, I really enjoy the scene where he becomes Batman uh, after the whole thing where he proposes to Andrea. Uh, and then a whole thing goes down with um, her dad, uh, and you know where they got to flee. And he, you know, writes this awful letter to him <laughs> uh, that he knows is probably BS. But then he goes down in the cave that he that he found, and you see him putting on the cape and the cowl. And he turns around and you see Alfred go, Oh my gosh. God. That's so fucking good. And then, and then you see the eye, the white eyes and it's just like, and we're off. Yeah. And I was just like, boy, that's, if that was like a live screen, like on, like, if that was live action, Oh my God, it would give you goosebumps down your spine. I, mean, I got goosebumps watching it last I, I know. night. I know. Yeah.
2: You still get them. Cause it's, it's, it's the power of the scene combined with the Shirley Walker score that we yeah. know and love from the animated series. It yeah. just, yeah, God, it's, george's chef's like,
1: kiss. I absolutely, George was like, Chris, you better watch this movie. I said, bro, in my head, I'm like, I have seen this movie a hundred. I know this from start to finish. It's like back to the future for me. It's like mm-hmm. th- this movie I've seen so many times and I've memorized it. And I just, I love this movie so much. And I love, and I, and I have that Dark Knight trilogy book, uh, but with Christopher Nolan, and it's so cool throughout the entire book how he talks about how much he took from the animated series to put into the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, he like studied it like it was like a master's degree in film. He studied the animated series from front to back, and he used so much of it into his. In his you see it.
0: You see it a lot in Batman Begins.
1: You see a ton again, in Batman Begins.
0: Again, that's why I always say I think I think Batman Begins is the greatest solo Batman movie ever made because I'm it's, so, to bl- I'm it's so I'm
1: starting to believe steep, you.
0: It's so steeped in Batman just mythology and lore yeah. mm-hmm. that it's just. I mean, The Dark Knight's a great movie, but yeah. it's, I don't think it like in terms of just pure Batman. It's 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 again I because like, like Batman v Superman is not like a straight up Batman movie, you know what I mean? So like that's why I say solo film begins is just it's on a whole nother mm-hmm. level of just of just amazingness. Yeah right Chris my favorite my favorite scene is also that one as well
1: mm-hmm. and
0: um you know because I mean I know I personally don't think the white eyes work in live action but like in cartoon he should always have a lot like white eyes. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah I yeah. mean
0: though we we did technically get legitimate white eyes in one movie it was BBS. One? Yeah. Oh BBS yes one. It, one the, yeah. it's the it's yes. when it's when Lex Luthor is watching the uh security footage and when Batman comes down and scoops up that guy, his eyes are—he's got white eyes.
1: Damn it, Ben! You're doing it to me.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess technically, uh, I, also with the uh, with the armored suit too, but yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, it's a it's a clean sweep on favorite scenes. It's that too. There's so mm-hmm. much power behind it. So it, yeah. it's. It's good. I mean, like, also uh, honorable mention for every time Alfred walks in on Bruce and Andre making out, and he always has yeah. his hand and he yeah. just turns around and walks away. <laughs> Special shout out to that.
1: Yeah, that's, for sure. That's just that's that's
2: just good stuff. That's good mm-hmm.
1: TV. It was. I oh, mean, I love this movie so much. I love the animated series. Yeah, me too. Yep. I we'll mean, we'll do a,
0: we'll do a separate episode on the animated series. Yeah.
1: So. Okay. Awesome. We should probably do. Awesome. We
2: should probably do like a top ten episode on it uh, mm. as well. Like, like, That's like fine.
1: Top, I get could like, I'll get like that top done. ten
2: favorite BTS episodes. So mm-hmm. perfect. That yeah. should be. That should be a a, a really good one. So
1: yeah, I,
0: right. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I think it's also clear that none of us have a least favorite scene. So am I going to ask a question? No, I, I don't. <laughs> no, no. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a, there's no wasted there, there's no wasted. Movement. No, there's not. everything no, is there. There really isn't. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, but hey, that was, you know, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. Chris, mm-hmm. thanks for coming on. Anytime. Uh, it's great. It's always great to have you on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, uh, fill in our viewer on uh, what this week's hot tag is. Uh,
1: this week's hot tag is Unforgiven 2005. Uh, and then I'm looking forward to doing that because and then after Unforgiven 2005, let me pull up my list here. I think we got a couple bangers coming right up. Which, which is funny because after what
2: I've seen with Unforgiven 2005 so far, that's exactly what you are. Ah, Un- thank Forgiven. you.
1: I am. <laughs> However, he will forgive me where what follows Unforgiven will be Halloween Havoc 1994 and Halloween Havoc 1998. So All right. we're getting into some oh, just bangers geez. coming up. Yes.
0: <laughs> the whole episode is going to be about Giant B-Bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so yeah, that's uh so yeah, Unforgiven is coming this week and then we're getting right back into a couple just legendary bangers from uh WCW. Wait. Uh I'm not gonna <laughs>
0: tell you guys what we're doing next week on the show because I'm almost positive that George and I are gonna change it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just a feeling I have. So uh you're just gonna you're in for a surprise next week. So it could be could be the movie we have slated or it's gonna be Tanuki Talk uh, episode too. So <laughs> <laughs> you'll find out
2: when we find out. Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: So because uh, I because I remember saying to George um after we did uh Tanuki Talk episode one that I definitely wanted to squeeze one in before we did the six, six, six weeks of horror and we only have let's say the fourth. We only have 17 days until that starts. Oh, so I can't wait.
1: Yeah. For, so I don't for like- everyone listening, I hate horror movies. I'm terrified of all of them. I'm like a little bitch when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> However, <laughs> I pee-pee- love his yes, <laughs> <laughs> pee pee pants.
0: Pee pants. <laughs> he be poopy pants. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Morgan puts a horror movie on. Chris stands in a corner and pees himself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I live, like, vicariously through the six, six, six weeks of horror. So I I love it. I love that you guys Mm -hmm. do that because – like I would never watch. I mean, any Halloween movie I'll watch. Like as, as in like Mike Myers. Whoa. I'll watch all of those. Uh, for some reason. I, I just love Michael him, Myers. Not nobody calls him no. Mike. Sorry, it's Mike. Mike. It's Mike. It's Mike. Yeah, <laughs> scumbag.
0: <laughs> yeah, baby. Actually, we're, we're, I, we're doing a uh, we're doing a movie for the six sisters before. I'll give you a little spoiler. I know you probably like this one because of the actors in We're doing sleepy hollow.
1: Oh, it's one of my favorites, actually. So um so, if you need somebody, I will gladly come on that one. Um, no, we're good. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Phantasm. Really you, 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 you can just sit here while me and you. I'll just sit here. It. I'll be on mute the entire time.
0: <laughs> but, um, no, sitting in I, the corner. <laughs> like with your legs, like your knees pushed into yourself, and you're smoking <laughs> because you're trying to hide it. <laughs> but, oh, um,. Man. Yeah, I just uh, the reason why I, you know, I was saying that about like next week's episode is because we haven't decided if we're going to replace next week's episode with Tanuki Talk or just have put Tanuki Talk two in before we because Revenge of the Sith is the eighteenth and that's the last oh. regular that's the last regular movie we're doing before the six weeks of horror. So it's just a matter of how we're going to fit it in.
1: How many episodes is the six six, six weeks of horror this year? it's always 13 it's always 13? 13 movies. okay awesome yeah. awesome so
0: that, that's the whole thing like unlucky 13 halloween and it's 15th, twice I mean? a week isn't it yeah yeah it'll be it'll be either sunday so you know sunday monday whenever mm-hmm. we would drop we'll drop the movie and then it'll either be like wednesday or Thursdays when the second one will come out like usually. awesome so it's always like a wait. beginning of the week in a, in a midweek episode so right. um wait. yeah so hey, we'll see you next week for whatever we decide to do everybody so um, that being said, uh, Chris, thanks for coming on. Uh, thank you. You know, we'll see you when we do a hot tag. Yeah. I've been Dean Holtz I'm still George Rogers and we'll see you
2: in the multiverse.